G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Everybody has their treasure. And where their treasure is, Jesus says, so their heart will be. In today's program, we're going to see that there's a right place to put your treasure and to let your light shine. Our series is entitled, The Kingly Messiah. The Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, which is part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. We're looking at the Sermon on the Mount, as I often call it, the most famous sermon in history. And we're right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, which is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5 through 7. And in this particular lesson, we're going to look at the issue of your treasure and of light. And Jesus uses these amazing metaphors, daily things that we deal with, in order to convey eternal spiritual truth. And so let me put, for example, part of the verse or portion we're going to have today. It comes from Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19. Now, the whole lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Treasure and Light. And our portion for this lesson will be Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. But I want to point out to you verse 19, where Jesus says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. You see, everybody, and I mean everybody, has in their lives a treasure, or at least something they highly value. Now, for many people, They happen to be material things. For many others, relational things. For many, it has to do with the things of the world. And it appears for a select few, it has to do with the invisible, eternal things of God. For people who know God, who are spiritually mature, who are bearing fruit for Him, they do have to deal with material things, including money. But It's the attitude by which they deal with it that makes all the difference in the world. If your focus is on worldly things alone, then it's your treasure which is upon the earth. And Jesus solemnly warns that there will be problems if your treasure only is the earthly things. Because earthly treasure is vulnerable. Vulnerable to theft, vulnerable to corruption, vulnerable to other elements of the world. It says here in verse 19, Matthew 6, moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. 
I would call this mislaid treasure or misplaced treasure. And Jesus will go on to say where the treasure should be. And I'll give you a hint on that. It has to be spiritual, eternal, and heavenly. Now, please don't think that if it's these things, eternal, spiritual, invisible, and heavenly, that you'll not enjoy anything. They'll be deferred for a long period of time to come. You just have to be miserable in this life, in this day, in this world. No, that's not the case at all. What we'll see is when you put the things of God first, then even material things, at least to meet your needs, will be given to you. We call this properly stored treasure. And there is a link to where your treasure is, as well as where your heart will be also. Then in this passage, we're going to learn that Jesus talks about the eye and the light and what happens when your eye is single, your whole body will be filled with light. But if your eye is evil, your body is going to be full of darkness. And you know, if it's full of darkness because of an evil eye, that darkness is very, very great. Finally, as an introduction to our lesson, Jesus is going to talk about that you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, if we could learn this lesson alone, that you cannot serve God and mammon, you would save yourself a lot of grief. If you understand that when you serve God, there'll be the right use of mammon and of material things, that's even better. You are part of a select company standing on a mountaintop and letting your light shine. Now it's time to read the entire portion from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. Our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Treasure and Light. And the reading, once again, is Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24. Let's listen now to the word of the Lord. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness! Exclamation mark. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24, and our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Treasure and light. Like so many things here in the Sermon on the Mount, just one verse applied to your life can transform everything. And here we don't just have one verse, we have three chapters worth of verses of amazing, timeless principles coming from the mouth of the Savior himself about how to live a life that is a cut above 
all else. It starts with the issue of treasure, or what do you value? Let's take stock for a moment. What do you value in your life? What is your primary focus? Well, there's all kinds of options, isn't there? There, of course, are the temporal values, material things, career, status, recognition. There are, of course, material things like houses, cars, clothing, and so on, and plenty of money in the bank. There is relational values. We value our family. We value our friends. We value our brothers and sisters in Christ found in the house of God, local congregation and beyond. Everybody values something. And of course, it can be argued that people value several things. But the fact is that even if you value several things, there'll be something that you value above all else. What is it? And if you feel and know in your heart of hearts that what you actually value above all else is not pleasing to God, then it's of the utmost importance to change one's values. What I want to present to you, and I believe it's what Jesus teaches in this sermon, is that when you make God, the gospel, the kingdom, your top value, you'll not only get God's best, you'll even get, in some cases, what we call the world's best, or at least you will be provided and taken care of in this world. Now, of course, the world's best is just a pale reflection of God's best. It's so insignificant and so limited compared to what God provides. There's no comparison. But remember, we tend to be spiritually immature and carnal. So all we can see is what the world offers, not what God offers. That's why we need to learn God's word. That's why we need to be born again, so we can see the things of the kingdom. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, so that the Holy Spirit can teach us, empower us, guide us, correct us, remind us of the things we need to do. All of this is part of biblical Christian living. It's not hard to obtain, and once you obtain it, by the grace of God, you will never, ever look back. So let's begin here afresh with the first verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus talking about treasure. And he says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. This is what I called the mislaid treasure. Jesus exhorts people not to treasure the things of the earth and store them in earthly vessels, because the problem with earthly vessels or earthly institutions like banks is that they are vulnerable to the elements and vicissitudes, they call it, of life, the uncertainties. There's rust, there's moths, there's thieves. And look, in our day, We don't know what will happen economically, especially with massive, massive debt in the United States, in the Western world. Even China, which has become an economic powerhouse, is also courting massive, even dangerous debt levels. Where is that going to take us? You can't keep spending forever. You can't keep lifting the credit limit forever. Well, we don't know. 
where it will take us. We haven't been this way before. That's why Jesus is saying, if your treasure is on these things, you're going to have a mighty shaking when the earthquake comes. However, he will also tell us another way. Now, remember, like all earthly things, there is a temporal, impermanent component that makes focusing solely or primarily on the earthly a bad investment. That's, that's what he says here in Matthew 6, 19. You are investing in something that is temporary, vulnerable, and could disappear. In the book of Proverbs, it basically tells us, chill out. Don't put your affection on riches, because riches have this nasty habit of sprouting wings and flying away. All right, so what do you do? Jesus gives us the answer in Matthew 6, verse 20. He says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Have a heavenly heart and store your treasure in the heavenly realm. Really, what it's saying is, sell out to God, give yourself to him, show up for duty to his, what you call, conscription call, and let the kingdom be your sole priority. In heaven, your treasure is protected from moths and rust and thieves. They, there's no thieves in heaven that can steal anything. Our affection, attention, values should always be kingdom-orientated and not orientated to the fading things of this world. We must refrain from worldly ambition, secular profits, in the sense of it's not that we should be unprofitable in our business, but that our profits are used for secular things alone and not for things that matter in an eternal sense. And we certainly need not to capitulate to misguided sensual desires. All of this can hijack your blessing in God. And then Jesus makes a most amazing statement in Matthew 6, 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So where is your treasure? Is your treasure found where your heart is placed? That's where it is. So wherever your heart is, the treasure will follow. And where is your heart? If you're focusing on heavenly things, your heart will be there also. If you're focusing on worldly things, that will be your treasure. The treasure and the heart line up together, either earthly or heavenly. But just remember, if you wisely choose the heavenly things, the things of Christ, the gospel, and the kingdom, you still will be taken care of on this planet. And I mean totally taken care of. Now, I'm not saying you're going to live in a mansion and drive a Rolls Royce. What I'm saying is your needs will be met to the full. God takes care of his own. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If your heart is on the earthly, you're courting for a broken heart. If your heart is on the heavenly, your heart will be sound, healthy, and growing, as well as protected. From here, Jesus starts to speak about your body, your eye, and the light. Matthew six twenty two, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. 
So what is he saying? The light of the body is the eye. Our eyes are like the candle in a dark room because they cause us to see. The light of the body is the eye. Now, our eyes are like the candle in a dark room. And remember, we will be able to see what others cannot see. However, there is a condition. The eye must be single, meaning perfect, simple, uncompounded. When the eye is single, the body is full of light. So far, so good. However, Matthew 6, 23, Jesus speaks about an evil eye. If your eye be evil, you're going to have a darkness issue. Now, what does he talk about an evil eye? He means if your eye is defective, diseased, or basically you're a covetous person, or you're a lustful person, then full, full of envy, full of lust, full of care, full of covetousness, then your eye will be evil. You will focus on sin and self, and that's really what we're talking about with an evil eye. And your body will be full of darkness. Now, remember that in the non-Western world, there's a concept of the evil eye, and they have certain symbols and things they use to ward off the evil eye. Now, in that context, the evil eye is meant to be some malevolent spirit or curse that comes from the outside but can cause inward harm. However, in the gospel, when we talk about an evil eye, it's not something from the outside causing you harm. It's something on the inside, your inside, your heart, that will cause you harm and will bring darkness, and all the evil that comes with darkness will be your portion. Well, that's something to avoid like the plague. That's why your eye is evil comes darkness, and that darkness is very great. And then it tells us in Matthew 6, 24 about God and mammon. Getting straight to the point, Jesus says you cannot serve two masters. When it speaks about loving one and hating the other, please understand in Scripture, when it says there is a hatred, it doesn't mean it's the hatred that murders and wants to destroy. It's talking about loving something less. It's not a literal hating. For example, Jacob loved Rachel, but hated Leah. Simply means that he loved Leah less, and he loved Rachel more. It even says that in Malachi about God loving Jacob and hating Esau. No, God doesn't hate Esau to destroy Esau, or he can't stand the presence of Esau. It's because he loved Jacob more, both because of his call and because of his cooperation. You cannot serve God and mammon. And mammon here obviously means money and material things. If you think you can serve God and mammon, you're going to be in big trouble because you cannot be spiritually dedicated to Christ and his kingdom and yet love the things of the world. This is part of a double-minded individual who is, in essence, robbing God of the glory due to God's name. In fact, to love the world means to love God less, and such riches become a God in themselves. Now, our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount, Treasure and Light. What is our lesson for life? Any lifestyle that does not embrace single-minded devotion to the Lord will end up sinking into the worldly quicksand of compromise and 
corruption. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter, giving future-ready advice to your inbox with articles from the Bible, Victorious Christian Living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the precepts of Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. We want to get it right, and by your grace and the power of the Spirit, teach us how to have our treasure properly located, to have our eye single and our body full of light, and let us remember we are to serve God and not try to serve mammon as well. We thank you for all this through Christ our King. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.